The Winefellers comes to you from the lavish WHUP studios in downtown Hillsboro, North Carolina. Also hear us on WPVM-FM, Asheville. This week's Winefellers is brought to you by the Hillsboro Tourism Board. Low on gas and near exit 164 during normal business hours? Visit Hillsboro. Learjet, introducing our new Sommelier Interior Edition with wine cellar and monogrammed ice bucket. Fly high above the indolent rubes in a Learjet. And River of Life Lutheran Church, reminding you to ask yourself, are you the reason why Jesus came? Welcome to this week's episode of The Wine Fellers, right here on WHUPLP, Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Joe, co-founder of TrueBottle.com, your professional source for wine auction prices, and my good feller Mark here, fine wine auction director with Leland Little Auctions. And together, we are the Wine On the most hopelessly breathtaking episode of the Winefellers ever, we will meet Seb Lyle, owner of the pop-up naked-themed restaurant in London, Bunyadi. Unfortunately, Bunyadi closed in August while still boasting a 32,000-name waiting list. But rumor has it that Lyle will soon open a new naked-themed restaurant in Paris. We'll get to the bottom of this during the second half of our show. But the first half, we will get to the indispensable wine news and then listen to an ill-considered song or two, chosen by you, from the Winefellers musical archives. All on this week's revolutionary episode of the Winefellers. But first, it's time for listener calls from people just like you. We can't get to everyone, but please call the WHUP studios at 919-296-1169 with your wine questions. But even before that, what in the world are we drinking today? And wine, y'all. And wine, y'all. Hey. Hey, Joe. Mark, how you doing? Mark, it's just uh, lovely to be here with you. I'm so excited, excited <laughs> to be here. We took a bit of a hiatus last week, and that's what makes me doubly excited to be here. And which makes me a little bit questionable to be here is I'm looking across <laughs> at you right now and I have clothes on, yet you do not. And oh. you're sitting in the uh, chair. And I, what are you doing, Joe? 
Well, uh, Mark, thank you. Thank you for pointing that out. Now, uh, you didn't say that I did try to drag you down this rabbit hole with me. You did. Uh, and you said no. Yeah, I didn't feel comfortable doing a radio show <laughs> <laughs> without... Clothes on, but but you you are trying to live. You're trying to live the dream. You, I I came I came into the studios, yeah, uh, ready for the show. Right. Um, I had uh, I I I, I was kind of worried because I put my robe on at home. Right, we're in, in a small studio here. Yes. Right, well, there's really nowhere for me to change. No, you're in a glass it, bubble. It's, it's kind of odd that I even was worried about change taking my clothes off before getting here. Because I'm now naked in the studio. Yes, yeah, you are. Th there's, there's one thing about being naked, and the other is about becoming naked. The process one goes through to be naked. Right, and then sometimes that can not look as, as glamorous when you're actually doing the undressing <laughs> process, as opposed to just sitting around naked, where you can, anyone can look glamorous. Yeah, exactly, and so that is why I, I got uh, you know, naked at home. Put on my bathrobe. Smart. Got in the car. Smart. And I'll tell you what, man. Yeah. You know what feels great? Driving. Driving naked. In a bathrobe. <laughs> I'm with you, man. I, actually, I've never tried it, but I, can, I get it. That was the most surprising thing to me. Okay, so I'm sitting here fully naked because, as we, we mentioned already, right. second half of the show, That's right. we've, we've, we've got uh, uh, the restaurateur. That's right. We have Seb coming on, and he has a restaurant in London, or had a restaurant in London, <laughs> where people eat and dine uh, in the nude. And I wanted to be able to speak with him from a sort of uh, uh, open mind, and also a little experience uh, under the belt, so to speak. Exactly, and I think it's going to allow you to ask better questions of him now that you're experiencing this yourself. <laughs> We're also trying something else new today, Mark. We I are? told you after all of the news stories yes. that you, you hit me with every week, um, uh, which I love, mm -hmm. sometimes there's few too many about North Korea. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> and I said, first thing we have to do is open a bottle of wine on this show just so I can get through it. Well, and that's what we, we're doing today. <laughs> so what are we drinking? So uh, we, today we're drinking a, a 2004 uh, Barons and Hitchcock, a Cabernet Sauvignon. It's a great wine from Napa Valley. And I just thought, you know, how could we have a show and not open up a bottle of wine? So it's a really nice wine, ripe blueberries, some oak, and that famous graphite pencil lead you always ask me about. <laughs> that's in there, too. <laughs> I'm not tasting that yet, but it is a very nice wine. To me, it tastes like a pencil. So, it is good <laughs> wine, and we're drinking that today, and if you have yours at home, open yours up, and you can play along as well. <laughs> nice, Mark. Linda is giving me the signal. All right, Okay, Linda. we've got the wine open. Mm -hmm. Linda's telling me we've got a caller on the line, so Mark, you know what that means. It's a phone call time. <laughs> I need to tell them what's about to happen. Your phone is ringing. You're talking on the phone with us. One fell upon with us. Everything you hear is real. Right here on the web blues. So what exactly is about to happen? You're talking on the phone with us. One fell upon with us. Yeah, okay, Mark. Yes. <laughs> we uh, uh, supposedly, according to Linda, uh -huh. have uh, Leo from Weaverville, North Carolina on the phone, awesome. who happens to be listening to us via our newest and proudest affiliate, 
WPVM in Asheville. Leo, are you there? Yes. Hey, Hey, Leo. Thanks for the call. Uh, I'm glad uh, that I was actually able to reach you guys because I've got good news and bad news, but it sounds like you already stole some of them. But you ready? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you tell us. Well, yeah, you should be because I uh, I recently met a woman and I ended up moving from Chapel Hill to Weaverville, which I guess is, you know, like a few hours away. And uh, I thought it was bad news because I was leaving you guys behind as well as most of my family. But now uh, it actually turned out to be all good news because I happened to be listening to WPDM last week. And, oh yeah! Oh good! Yeah, we're, that's our new station. That's awesome. Linda, Linda mentioned that uh, that that is how you found us. Well, again for the second time, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but so, but now I have a question, and you know, uh, I'm right near Asheville, so I was hoping you know there's a lot of famous people from here. Y'all gonna start having Asheville guests on your show now? Great question. Yeah, that's a good question. I, Mark, uh, I mean, I'd love to do this. We've got a lot of stations lining up. Uh, ready to put us on the air. Yeah. Right? I mean, and so this is coming from a lot of different angles here. Yeah, this is really exciting because Asheville is one of my favorite towns. And yeah. if you like food, it's one of my favorite food towns in the world. And I went where my wife and there, we always go to Kachino 24. And uh, we try some of the other restaurants there as well, like Karate. And we, boy, there are some great restaurants there and we are so excited to be into your market (laughs) now do you uh now are is there anyone in particular leo that we should have on maybe maybe you for example an entire uh half hour mark does that sound good (laughs) yeah that's right (laughs) we're not gonna put you on the spot that's okay i know you know there's a lot of famous people where i work uh we're at a factory that we make emblems like you've seen, like when you see an emblem for NASA or the military, yeah, they're probably coming from we. They're probably coming from our factory in Weaverville. Oh wow! Uh, well, you know, the the Weinfellers are in need of an emblem. We are. So you're going to hang on the phone because afterwards, <laughs> yeah, we'll it on the air. we're going to talk to you about an emblem because I don't know how we've gone this far without one. Leo, are you game for that? Yeah, I'll hook you guys up. <laughs> nice. Thanks for your call, Leo. Thank you, Leo. Welcome to North Carolina's only fine wine newscast, where your good wine fellers, Mark and Joe, discuss real wine stories from this week's news, offering you an insider's view into the fascinating and often hilarious world of fine wine, right here on WA. This week on the Winefellers News. For our first story, are you concerned that those pesky morning hangovers are starting to limit the amount of wine you consumed the night before? Well, no need for fear because the magic wine wand is here. And for our second story, are you concerned that those pesky morning hangovers are starting to limit the amount of wine you consumed the night before? Well, no need to fear because synthetic wine, Mark, is here. All right, that's great. Let's start with the wine news. Uh, I'm a little confused. It sounds like I did two 
two of the same. Well, here. we're going to discuss two products that are designed to cure hangovers. So it was two separate news stories, and I think these are probably the most new, important news stories <laughs> that we can probably go over. I think our <laughs> listeners would agree. So here's our first story. Go for it. Have you ever woken up with a terrible wine hangover and wished that you could drink wine hangover-free while not changing in the slightest <laughs> your overly indulgent drinking behavior that got you into the trouble in the first place? Yes. Well, you're in luck. Now, there's a gadget called the wand. <laughs> <laughs> All you have to do oh, man. Is, a real, is a real product. We talk about real news stories the, on the wine. These color. are all real. We need to mention that. All oh, you have goodness. to do is pour a, wine, pour a glass of wine, plop the wand in, swirl it around, and let it soak for at least three minutes. You're kidding. No. Supposedly, the <laughs> wand absorbs the histamines and sulfite preservatives in wine that are said to cause headaches, congestion, and skin rashes. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, you might ask yourself, how does the magic wand actually, actually remove all the histamines and sulfite preservatives in your wine? Yeah, I'd love to know. The answer is science. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, this is what... the. Is that their marketing right uh -huh. there? That's their line. The right wand there. itself looks like a tea bag, and it actually wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even shaped like a wand. Well, I think it's a tea bag, and <laughs> <laughs> that's what's magic. Uh, I mean, it's not even a wand. <laughs> it's a magic tea bag. Well, you, you can't call a tea bag a wand. Well, how many of these gonna sell by calling it a magic tea it's bag? It's like trying to sell a plunger <laughs> as a saw. <laughs> no, I think they put the tea bag in some kind of other packaging that makes it more look like a. It actually looks like a fly swatter. Anyways, I have got to see this thing. <laughs> Is it online right now? I'll show you. Okay, we'll sh I'll show you out. It, it we got to. Like, we got to post like a, a fly swatter with a tea bag in it. Now the wand. Wow. It, it, it's inside a tea bag, and it, it acts like a filter using ionic exchange resin beads that operate <laughs> using nanopore technology to pull the unwanted toxins out of your favorite wines. Does that sound legit? <sighs> Mark. <laughs> yes, Jeff? <laughs> Why? Why are there so many wine products that have got to be freaking bogus? Well, hold on a second. You and I are going to disagree about this one. Okay. Because, you know, I You are a scientist after everyone all. Everyone is everyone is looking for the better mousetrap. Everyone is looking for the better product to rid them of their hangover so they can go on living their lives as they're used to doing. <laughs> Remember the one product that that was like a pill you could take to cure your hangover, but it said like <laughs> take take with one gallon yeah, of take water. Take with a gallon of water. <laughs> yeah. But the water had nothing to do with it. So uh, Yeah. So but you go on the website and it talks about, you know, the science behind it. Sure. It's still a little murky. But according to testimonials, <laughs> which is actually more important than science than we all that we all know this. <laughs> according to Millennial magazine. Oh, they're getting into the millennial crowd. The millennial magazine is usually the be all end all of scientific research. They say Quote, what an innovative solution. <laughs> Let the weekend begin. <laughs> That's there. As you stick your fly swatter <laughs> into your wine. And swirl around for three minutes. So, you know. Oh, oh, <laughs> and also, they quoted oh. a woman named Dina Eastwood. That's all they say. Dina Eastwood. Sure, from somewhere. Didn't even say. USA. Didn't mention it. And she said, I literally quit drinking wine, period, until I found you. <laughs> and now my wedding guests know your greatness, too. Thank you. Well, she gave, like, she had this at her wedding? Yes. 
So she, yeah, she. It must have been a really fancy affair. Everyone, oh, everyone had wine glasses, gosh. and everyone was given these magic tea bag wands to <laughs> swirl around <laughs> on their wine for three minutes before they. I'll drank tell it. you why it prevents hangovers. What's that? Because you're not going to drink the same amount of wine that's had a fly swatter in it. You don't think so? No, I think two things are happening here. Okay. One, it's uh, obviously the placebo effect. Oh, boy. You're, All right, you're, well, you're, you're I'm hearing you. Sticking hearing this magic wand that yeah. does nothing into your wine glass, I'm hearing and then you. the next morning you swear that you aren't as hungover. Right. And also, you're drinking less wine. I think you're probably right. I think you probably do drink less wine when there's a large stick in the glass <laughs> <laughs> bouncing on your I eyeball. I mean, it's just... I mean, and how, you know, and how, <laughs> how many, uh, you know, how many glasses is this good for? Well, yeah, it is reusable. Okay. What well, do you just rinse it out off? Uh, no. Is it dishwasher friendly? No. Oh, I mean, boy. I mean, yeah, I forget how many times you can use it, but it only costs like $2 per wand. So it's not a huge investment. Well, I'm game for getting one of these magic wands, so we Mark. Should, we, should, we should bring these guys on the air for our next show, I think. I think so, if I haven't already <laughs> scared them off. No, and just for uh, if you're listening uh, for future reference, <laughs> we are open. <laughs> we, are, we are definitely open <laughs> to Completely all Completely open-minded. Open-minded. We would love for you to come on and hear what you have to say. So, so you know, this is really... An I, I would agree with that statement, Mark. Yeah. You oh, know, I'm, totally I, I want to hear the other person's story. Look. On one end, this could be like a perpetual motion machine for wine. We're I mean, not closing the door on that. Right. This is, in addition to uh, purifying your wine, it gives you more wine and, you know, washes your dishes and gives you, does you, every, you know, everything you want. <laughs> on the other end of the spectrum, it doesn't work. But we are, we are just, <laughs> we, <laughs> we and, but right we have there. not made our mind up. We have up. not made our minds up. And so we want to, we'll have them on the show uh, uh, next week to find out what it is they are, uh, doing with this teabag filter all right what's the what's the next story mark all right uh, i i need to the idea of a fly swatter in my wine it glass just is looks not. like a fly swatter it's like a miniature fly swatter okay a new type of synthetic alcohol has been discovered which could allow people to enjoy the sociable effects of wine but skip the hangover that often follows <laughs> <laughs> It's a different approach, Joe. Oh, a different, man. a different How scientific is approach. Synthetic wine going to stop it? Well, the new alcohol called Alcosynth. <laughs> <laughs> I think I want to hear like a great synthesizer solo after that. Is designed to mimic the positive effects of alcohol, but without the dry mouth, nausea, and throbbing headaches, according to its creator, Professor David Nutt. <laughs> I don't make this up. This is a real this story. This is a real story. That is the professor's name. So that's. I don't know. understand this, Mark. What's that? Uh, the alcohol molecule. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like the best thing that's ever been produced by the natural world. Some would say. Uh, you can produce it naturally, you might say, mm -hmm. through a yeast. Okay. Right. Through a microorganism. Or you can produce it in a lab. E-T-O-H. Uh-huh. Right? But if you look at those two molecules, <laughs> yeah. it, you, I, isn't one molecule the same as another molecule? It's an excellent question. So how is synthetic alcohol any different from naturally occurring alcohols? Well, it's, it's excellent, Joe. You're asking the question everyone's asking. So Dr. Nutt, 
<laughs> we're not going to be able to have him on the show. <laughs> I don't think he's so. not going to call us. No, now. but it is a nut with two T's. I just should say that. Oh, all right. Yeah, different. Yeah, all of a sudden, not, it's <laughs> sounds, not quite so funny. Sounds more reasonable. So, Doctor Nut hopes by 2050, Alcosynth will completely replace normal alcohol. So, I'm sure he would like that. <laughs> he would like that. People want healthier drinks that won't damage your liver or heart. And according to Dr. Nutt, the alcohol goes very nicely when used to make mojitos. <laughs> does that answer your question, Joe? Because I think it does. <laughs> oh, I love this guy's favorite drink is mojitos. <laughs> Dr. Nutt. I love Dr. Nutt. He likes himself a mojito. So early, <laughs> early experience, experiments into Alcosynth used a derivative of a benzodiazepine. Oh, yeah. So here we go. The same class of drugs as Valium. So <laughs> This but, drink is starting to sound really nice. Really Mark. groovy. But the newer versions do not contain a benzodiazepine, and yeah. their formulas remain a closely guarded secret. But they're making alcohol. So what they're doing is they're, synth they're synthesizing. It's just... It's a drug that you drink, but it's not alcohol. But it's oh, a, it's not alcohol. It's not alcohol. So it's like oh, a benzodiazepine. It's a, it's a synthetic alcohol, just like you hear on the market all of these, uh, you know, this uh, synthetic spice or artificial right. THC. But it's not even know. close to alcohol. So, so you're, instead of drinking alcohol, you're drinking like liquid Valium or liquid <laughs> whatever it is that he's deciding that he's not going to tell you about. I mean, that's what it is. How is this honestly going to make it through FDA approval? <laughs> Well, <laughs> I mean, hey, what are you putting in this wine? You're asking permission to sell. Close to yeah. the garden secret. <laughs> and it's patented. <laughs> it might be Valium. It might not be Valium. Let's just call it Alcosynth. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So prof oh my Professor Nutt, who was fired from his... <laughs> It was fired from. His How did I know he was gonna be fired? <laughs> oh, hold on a second, Joe. Let's not. Let's not. He's judge a, him. he's walking around campus telling all his colleagues, "It's this Alcosynth. This is the answer." Joe, you're being too judgy. All right. <laughs> Professor Nutt, who was fired from his position as, as the UK's government <laughs> drug czar in 2009 after he claimed that taking ecstasy was less dangerous than riding a horse. Oh, wait a minute. See now, I like this guy. What? Because I agree with that. He's, he, taking ecstasy is less dangerous than riding a horse? Yes. <laughs> he finally <laughs> some sense from Dr. Nutt. Where, where did you get this from? Well, think about it, man. A lot of these classified and scheduled uh, drugs on these schedules, right? Okay. That are highly controlled by the government All right. aren't uh, as dangerous as driving your car down the street. He didn't say car. He said horse. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is England. They probably still have a lot of horses. No, okay, I'm going to try to follow you. Now, give me your logic while riding a horse is more dangerous than taking ecstasy. Well, it's the same thing that, like, you know, getting eaten by a shark is less dangerous than driving your car to work. It's not less. <laughs> <laughs> that was, it, you know, the chances. The odds of it. I the get you. odds of something bad happening with a shark attack. I see what you're saying. Are much more slim okay. than your chances of getting hurt in a car. So when he says taking ecstasy is much safer than riding a horse uh -huh. what he's saying is uh more people get injured riding horses per the amount of people who ride horses exactly per yes. capita there compared to the number of illnesses or deaths due to the consumption of ecstasy well dr nut you and he he spoke the truth and he got fired he got 
fired from. And now he's making some crazy ecstasy wine. Well, you understand why he got fired. I mean, he was the drug czar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hey, man, anyways. I would totally drink some wine who f- made from the, f- like, canned drug czar who goes by Dr. Nut. All right, Dr. Nut. We're going to have you on the show next week, too. Uh, we need to get some of this, Mark. I don't think he's going <laughs> to. I don't know. First of all, I would like to know what I'm drinking. Well. It, <laughs> you know. <laughs> we could tell you what. We could put the magic wine wand through it and yeah. remove any bad stuff out of it that's true beforehand and well so we'll have him on the show and i don't know if the stuff will be able to get through customs so alcosynth would be great for uh so this is what dr nutt says alcosynth would be great for producing a better more efficient workforce because no one would be hung over <laughs> what this is one of these guys who uh, and uh, you know i kind of have to agree with him it's one of these better living through chemistry sort of guys uh-huh I'm sure he also has, like, he wants to replace coffee with something <laughs> Yeah, but, for a more productive society, of course. But imagine if this patent took off. I mean, if you're the guy who could actually come up with uh, a synthetic alcohol that kind of resembles alcohol but takes away all the bad things of alcohol, the, I mean, you're the man. The alcohol, the beverage industry, is never going to oh, let this see the light of day. No this way. man is going to be dead in a week. No, yeah, there's no with way. Some, by, f- through some horrible yes. accident, and probably it, like yes. a horse riding if accident. If he actually tries to send us some, it's never going to get through customs. I mean, this is <laughs> this is no way in the world this is going to take off here. But anyways, good luck. Uh, so <laughs> Dr. Nut. The effects of alcohol synth last a couple of hours, uh, the same as traditional alcohol. He says it's safer than drinking too much regular alcohol. Uh, so with... And he's, he doesn't say how he does this, but he says with clever pharmacology, you can limit and put a ceiling on the effects so you can't ever get as ill or kill yourself, unlike <laughs> with drinking a lot of vodka. Now, where is the fun in that, Mark? So he says that, you know, in the sense, it's probably like uh, THC that you can have as much as you could possibly drink I and see. not overdose on it. So, it's, it's so I not. do like that aspect of it. No hungover and then you don't die. That's nice. I mean, it's good. Uh, that is a good thing. But it does also kind of uh, take some of the excitement out of it. Mm-hmm. It's like... Uh, you want that risk. Well, you know, it is definitely an inherent part of the act of drinking. So that Every makes time it more enjoyable you open you. a beer mm-hmm. for the football game on Sunday, mm-hmm. you, I need to ask yourself... You know, will I wake up from this? So you like the danger <laughs> of drinking really uh, in, influences how much you enjoy it. Just like you like driving more when you're naked in a bathrobe. You know, the, <laughs> I could compare the two. It, driving in, I my, uh, my, uh, my mind was racing. I was excited. Like the uh, energy in my body was just going crazy because I thought for sure uh, some cop was going to pull me over. See, that's the thing. I'd go, please don't pull me over. Please don't pull me over. Please don't pull me over. <laughs> I thought for sure someone was, was going to pull me over. And, and, and not, not to catch everyone off guard here, but uh, if you're just tuning into the show, Mark is referencing the fact that I am uh, entirely nude at the moment, doing the show yes, in are. the nude, um, sitting on a towel, of course, out of respect for the uh, next host. Next host who has to sit in this chair. You know, Joe, but I'm strangely getting used to it. Well, and the more we drink of this this wine you brought in, the more comfortable I'm I'm getting as well. Yeah, maybe I'll join you. All right. <laughs> so finally, Doctor Nut has some naysayers. There's you always think? some guy in the crowd 
who doesn't like anything you're doing. They always want to, you know... I don't doubt that he has a long list of enemies. So according to some guy named Neil Williams, I don't know who this is, but he's a naysayer officially, there are plenty of other ways to avoid hangovers like drinking less. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of horrible (laughs) logic is that? (laughs) Yeah, this guy, Neil Williams. Well, Mr. Know-it-all there, just, you know, drinking... Less alcohol, (laughs) Mr. Drinking Fewer (laughs) Bottles of Wine. Yeah, this guy never gets invited to a party. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Mr. Williams. Meanwhile, Dr. Nutt is coming up with new inventive ways of getting, kind of enhancing the party experience. And he's invented the three parties a day. So who would you you listen to? Yeah, you want the guy who's like, don't, listen, don't drink too much. Listen to Neil Williams? Or the guy who's bringing experimental beverages into the party. Dr. Nutt. Yes. Thank you, Dr. Nutt. <laughs> we I want, if I we could maybe write a song or salute him or something. We someday. will. If he comes on the show, we'll write him a song. Now, Mark, I want to move on to a uh, a song segment. Oh, good. All right, this happens uh well, we're trying to do it every week and we we have been for a while. But this has a new twist where we, you know, we play some of the songs we've written from the library of the Winefellers library. Yeah. And we've got now fans Writing in, requesting different songs we've written, and I like that. It's I, really, it's really part of my favorite part of the show. I like that too. For a while, uh, the CDC just would not stop writing. Mm. Okay, a lot of fans from there, and also uh, we we've had a, a a lot of folks from the millennial crowd writing in. Uh, I think because of the slap, obviously the slap the bag segment. So coming up right now on the Winefellers, we are reminding you: don't be kissing on your chicken, and always make sure to slap the bag. An urge they say I've got to fight Don't be kissing on your chicken You'll be salmonella stricken No licking on your chicken Even if she's a vixen Look, even if you think you're smitten Please don't allow yourself to become a victim You really need to make it your mission. Don't be kissing on your chicken. Don't be kissing on your chicken. You'll be salmonella stricken. No licking on your chicken. Even if she's a vixen.
Fellers. Seb Lyle was owner of Bunyadi, London's first naked restaurant. Guests at Bunyadi enjoyed wood flame grilled meals on handmade clay crockery with edible forks in a space void of the industrialized world's modern trappings. Customers dined under a canopy of candlelights creatively partitioned with bamboo and wicker as they reclined on wood-hewn furniture, all while completely naked. Though Bagnati recently closed, Lyle will soon open a new naked theme restaurant in Paris. Seb Lyle, welcome to this very exposed edition of The Wine Fellers. Seb, welcome. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. We're so happy Thank you very to, much. We're so happy that you're on the show. It sounds like a such exciting restaurant. Uh, my first question is, why did you decide to open a naked-themed restaurant? I think um, the, the main reason... Yes, sir? Well, Mark, we might have just uh, lost him there. I, I think we might have. <laughs> now, this is part of the challenge, always, of international calls. On, uh, on, oh, he's on, on many oh. sites and, and, and articles is that it's, it was wood fra- flamed. It wasn't. It was raw food um, served over raw cutlery with edible cutlery, yeah, served over raw plates. So it was a very, like, you know, raw kind of an experience when it came to food to prove a point um, that raw food is also... Um, is healthy, of course it's healthy, but it's also consumable and it's um, it tastes good. So that was one aspect. The other aspect was kind of nakedness or stripping away people from technology. And I think, you know, nobody likes when uh, when phones come out um, and pictures are taken as soon as the dinner sure. is laid. <laughs> so that's the second aspect. And I think the third, the, one of the most important aspect was, um, um, yeah, giving people a space where, 
they're not judged um, by how they look, what they wear, um, what they don't wear, um, and giving them a space where you know physical appearances didn't matter in a public environment. Um, almost a space where sexuality is desexualized, um, and it's not about um, you know how you look. It's anyone can be naked in public, um, however they look. So I think you know combine these three things together, and you've got a recipe for. Yeah, uh, for for a holistic naked restaurant. Uh, you know, Seb, I love uh, this idea because when Mark first came to me uh, with the fact that we were going to have the privilege of speaking with you on the on the phone today, um, I thought, you know, a naked restaurant. Uh, you know, what's the deal with that? I, I didn't really uh, see it uh, from this point of view at first. I think at first it was just on the surface. A, a a restaurant where you eat in the nude, but in fact, yeah. you're telling us that it's in some ways like a a, a complete it's a, holistic yeah, it's, experience. I, I don't even I don't even call it a restaurant to be honest. It's um, it was almost a social experiment. Um, you see, there are things which all humans kind of do on a regular basis. We sleep, we um, eat, and we make love. Two That's of the things right. we do naked. Mm-hmm. Um, the third thing um, we have a problem in doing naked, and the funny thing is, all of us have had a meal naked in our lives, uh, perhaps when we were kids. Oh yeah. So I think it's 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 a very natural thing to do. Um, so you know, a, a restaurant, a bar, club, an environment. I mean, you can call it whatever space, but that was not the aim. The aim was to give people a space where. Um, you know they feel comfortable um, in you know in bearing themselves and 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 there's no one to judge them. And I think to, to compare that to uh, and perhaps an, an, a nudist beach or a changing room in a gym, I mean those are two environments where you know all of us at some point has, has had the experience mm. of of uh, you know being naked. And I don't think those are two spaces where we kind of become self. Um, you know, very self-aware that we are naked. It just happens because no one else is kind of looking at you and judging you for how you look and and whatnot. So I think creating that space was the biggest challenge where you are sitting naked, but you don't (laughs) feel that you're being judged and people are looking at you because everyone is naked. So the whole taboo is removed. Mm. Um, You add no phones and no electricity, nothing gas-based. Oh, wow. Uncooked food. Yeah, so the whole place Mm. was candle lit and even the food we were cooking we weren't allowed or we didn't allow hand you know electric blenders so we're using hand blenders and so so none of the food also was you prepared by using uh, anything electric so it was like a full-on you know like quite a detailed Mm. experience and you know given that most of the objectification happens towards women you know they kind of got got that and 70 75 percent of our customer base were women right um because they you know they kind of like the idea that it's the only restaurant where they have to dress down and not dress up when they have to go there so so i have so many questions for you i mean this is a really interesting concept um first of all i want i have some concerns about opening up a restaurant like that at least where i am and maybe it might be a different clientele where you are now one hmm. thing i'd be concerned is i don't know if how comfortable comfortable i'd be if if i had maybe male diners coming in alone and sitting by themselves. Oh, Mark, you're so close-minded. Is that true? I mean, I think it'd be... The funny thing is, I mean, you know, I mean, 
male diners to come in alone uh, for what? To be a voyeur, I guess. Well, I mean, is, I mean, because people can come in, I guess, for different reasons, not have the holistic experience like you're no, talking I get about. It. I mean, I, just I get it. I see. Now, you know, Mark. But male diners, for that reason, can easily go and, 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 you know, entertain themselves. You know, those places are specialized for them. Um, funny exactly. enough, I mean, you know, we, we served three and a half thousand guests, not a sim- single um, incident oh, wow. of that kind or even close. No, I, I see. I would, I would imagine that, Seb, because, you know, um, you know, it's like uh, no one worries about going to the gym, for example. Yeah. Um, yeah. But obviously it's a perfect place for someone like Mark's talking about, you know, that fear. No one exactly. lets that no one lets that irrational fear take over the experience of going to the gym. And yeah. and I kind of like I like the aspect that folks are willing to put their trust in this place and trust in essentially the other clientele and humanity as a yeah. whole that we can all be adults for once in our life yeah. and go out and, and eat in the nude. Eat naked, yeah. So, so I mean, you know, kind of picking up from that point, um, that is the reason why I'm going to make this a permanent establishment in London. Because what happened was three and a half thousand people came together, not a single incident. They all trust each other. The strength of that community is so immense that it would be um, mm-hmm. it would be stupid to forego and not pursue. Uh, bring this community back and that's why i mean you know the paris um you know it's been it's been delayed a little bit the paris operation because i think we are kind of focusing on the london permanent setup first before we venture into paris that's so yeah so you're you're absolutely right i mean i that was the only concern perhaps before opening the restaurant but i think i have i still have some trust in humanity absolutely Uh, yeah i mean it's very people who I mean, people who came to that place knew where they were coming for. I mean, it was very clear in our communication, in mm-hmm. our language, in all the press, in all. And luckily, you know, it was not the first um, kind of a project we have done as a company. We've done things before and people know that, you know, we don't, it's not a gimmick. And that's why it was received, I guess, from right. the press in a very positive way. Now, and that helped a lot because that filtered out the crowd, perhaps, who thought that uh, this would be a place where they could go and sit and you know, have a look around. Not a single incident. Good. Not a single incident. Awesome. So if you're jo- just joining us on the Weinfellers, we have Seb Lyle, and he uh, he owns a naked-themed restaurant in London, and he closed one. He's about to open another soon, and we're asking him about what it's like to, uh, 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 to run a naked-themed restaurant, and uh, it's very fascinating. Yeah, but, so, but Mark. Yes. Uh, it's not a restaurant. It is Seb, right. what's, yeah. what's the term again we yeah, should be using? Pop? Well, I mean, it, it, it was a restaurant because at that time you, we were serving food. Now it's going to be um, a space, um, you nice. know, a, a lounge. Seb Lyle club, runs a space. A member's place. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because it's not going to be just where you come and eat. You can just come and have a drink or have a coffee or, you know, have you now, know, so it's naked a, yoga now classes. Did, now did you, so it's a naked space, Mark. Right. And so in this, yeah. So in it's, the, it's a it's a clothing optional space. So in the in the clothing optional space that you ran that served food, um, would you did you guys ever have any uh, incidents like like for example I could see problems of people serving like your servers maybe serve hot soup 
and that could be a problem. Like hot soup, you know, or like if you have candles and the candle wax. I mean, is there any? Like, oh, Mark. No, I'm serious. I mean, is there any problems? So, that- I mean, I mean, these are just you know, these are logistics. I guess hot soup. You know, we didn't serve any hot soup. It was exactly. all raw food. Oh, no um, hot soup. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, and to be honest, if you're wearing clothes or not wearing clothes, hot if you soup spill is hurt. candle wax on yourself. Yeah, well, I, uh, I think there's a difference. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, you know, it's. <laughs> oh, Mark. I mean, it, just think about it. When you're sitting on a table, your legs are under the table, right? Yeah. It's basically you when you're sitting down on a dinner table, and if you're naked, you're just going to be almost topless. Now, look, Seb, I'm going to say this. So while my fe- my good feller Mark here. <laughs> may be somewhat pessimistic. Um, I'm not sure if you caught earlier in the show where uh, Mark made it uh, known that I, right now on the radio, am completely nude. We did this for you. Right, because I am a proponent for things like this, and um, I don't want Mark to get you down right now because well, I'm, a li- if well, I'm a little cynical, but you're way for it. So I mean, that's all. Absolutely. Yeah, so well, I mean, we had a we had a waiting list of forty six thousand people. I mean, that's, I, I think that's I know. Awesome. I mean, that speaks for itself. I mean, it's amazing how many yeah, people so. want to want to come to this. That is truly count me on along uh, that list, Mark. So look, all I know is if I was in, if I was invited to the clothing optional space, that I don't know if, food, I, if I want you coming there, Mark. But if I was invited and I was, I would be upset if I was sat in a seat that faced a wall because <laughs> I would be. I think I'd be craning my neck all night and I'd probably yeah. pull something. <laughs> and I, mean, I mean, we don't have any. We don't have any spaces like that. Nice, it took nice. us a lot of time and energy to to design that space. Oh, oh can you tell us a little bit about that process? So, I mean, the space was um, uh, was designed um, in a way that um, you know it's almost semi-private. Um, that so basically, it, it, we call it the line of sight design. So, where you um, Let's say you're sitting down with a group of friends. Um, it's only candlelit, so it's quite dark. So it's quite flattering that way. Mm, um, very nice. And then it's designed in a way that you know you are sitting in public and you know there are people there, mm-hmm. but you don't really see them as such. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, no, I don't, mean, I get it. Yeah. The lights are low. Well, the, the lights the are mood, low. There's, yeah. some bam- there's some bamboo walls here and there. So your sight is only limited your line of sight is only limited to people sitting with you or someone's back far away or a, a partitioning but you still there is a common area which is quite bright lit and you can go there but the funny thing is i mean 10 minutes in in there and you forget you're naked one and a half hours in there when you're eating you don't want to take your you don't want to put your clothes back on i hear you and probably um, the wine helps too <laughs> well this is where yeah, I'm, i mean this you is... know, i mean you just don't you just feel yeah, you just feel good. About, I mean, you know, the, the smell is nice, the music, it's all, you just want to be there. You just don't want to leave because, you know, who would want to wear all those clothes again and then go out and, okay, it's over now. So, so. It just. Yeah, not yeah, me, yeah. not me. So, so I'm also, there. But also in your clothing optional space that serves food, are there changing rooms that are, are locker yeah, yeah. rooms so that you walk yeah. into or how does that work? Yeah, oh, yeah. So, so you walk into you walk into locker rooms. Um, uh, everyone wears a gown, first of all. So, you know, you, we give you a bathrobe. So, you know, you can roam around in your bathrobe if you want, like, a, like in a spa. Nice, um, nice, nice. So yeah, so so that's where clothing optional is. So you put your clothes in, you wear the you wear the bathrobe, See, and then yeah. it's your choice. 
I, I get that because so I wasn't sure for me when I was telling Mark I was coming into the show naked I was kind of uh, I didn't want to get undressed here in the studio yeah I wanted yeah. to get undressed at home come in in a bathrobe that's what he did because yeah, exactly and then yeah. And then take the bathrobe off because transitioning from like a shirt and tie and, and dress shoes to being naked can be less than graceful. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, simply exactly. to just take off a robe and be able to freely transition from, you yeah. know, clothed or, uh, you know, unclothed, I think uh, was is very freeing. Yeah. So, no, so it, it worked. Um, you know, the three months we ran the restaurant, it's a test for the concept, test logistically if it can work, test the food, test everything. It's a new thing. So, you know, I mean, it's quite difficult for there's no case study. We are the first case study. Um, mm, so, you know, we do a case study for ourselves. It's, it's I think, how any new concept should be launched. I mean, there's no point putting you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars or pounds behind a project or a concept when you don't know right, how right. it will work or how it will be received. So this is our way of being lean and launching a concept on a very, um, you know, on a pop-up basis to try it out. And if it works, then we kind of learn and, and move forward and see what we want to do with it. So uh, so in the um, clothing optional space uh, that serves uh, food, now, do you, do you... Oh, Mark. No, no, but if you, if there are... Um, is there health issues that 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 your uh, community oh. was that that made some problems, like everyone sitting on the same uh, chair no, naked? You, or you've got bathrobes, haven't you? So that's your question. Oh, nice, nice. Oh, I see. Now, yeah. what about like here uh, in in of course many restaurants here there are lots of codes surrounding um, you know a chef must have. A hairnet on, for example. Yeah, chef, chef. Our chef was fully clothed, but nice. the kitchen was not part of the restaurant. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, we covered weird. all those things. I mean, you nice. know, these are the questions which I had to worry about before we opened. But the Actually, wait, but the wait staff about. is naked, though, right? That's fine. Yeah, right? with some bits and bobs covered because, um, you know, if you're sitting down and somebody's serving you, you know, that level of yeah, height level <laughs> might cause some problems. So we just, yeah. So I love it. Did you discover that? <laughs> did you discover that during some of your test runs, or did you immediately know that was no, going to be a no, problem? No, no. I think the way so our waiters were, you know, have worked in uh, naturist resorts before. Nice. Um, so they they knew that this is you know this is how it works. And so you know we learn a lot from other people. Basically, we learn a lot from our customers. We, we learn a lot from our staff. We learn every day, and then, you know, three months later, now we know everything about it. Nice. Now, um, it becomes easier to go and raise money for it. It becomes easier to, you know, establish, go and set up a new venue, like, from scratch for that reason. And that was one of the shortcomings of that place. You know, I see. the pop-up space was not built. So it was makeshift changing rooms were difficult. Yeah, you know, the, the place was not built for the purpose. Um, now we'll go and make yeah so so you know that's it helps a lot and then of course yeah it helps with the marketing because yeah oh yeah absolutely now yeah, Seb, exactly. we, we have a we have a few minutes left but I want you to take yeah. a moment to to talk about your uh, the new adventure that's going to begin yeah. in Paris. Uh, so, when, when is that happening? Right now it's going to open up in London. Okay. Yeah, okay. first it opens up in London, then it goes to Paris. Uh, but 
you know, there's it's in both of them are in the pipeline. But this is like uh, an all new. Uh, is it a custom built space that's going to serve this in your, London? Your yes. Nice, nice. Yeah. So if, still, I mean, finalizing. That's the plan. Um, and in, in 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 Paris, it will be the same way. It will be a pop up, and then we'll see where it goes. Nice. You know, Joe. One thing I'd feel kind of uh, I would feel a little uncomfortable about is um, if I was if a wait staff was waiting on me and they were naked and I was naked, I mean, I would really feel uncomfortable if I wasn't making eye contact. So I feel like I have to like look up way up at their eyes and not veer from them. Look, uh, yeah. No, I <laughs> actually, you know, the funny thing is to be honest, I mean, when we open, you guys should come. You, you, uh, I'm there. You forget. Yeah. And you forget. <laughs> it's like, it's like when you're in a party and everyone is drunk you don't go around asking people, are you drunk? <laughs> you, know, you just get drunk, basically. When you remove the taboo of something, it, it, nobody thinks about it. That's a good point. Um, uh, yeah, Seb, and, and nobody, yeah, I'm and, excited. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, I mean, there's a it's funny thing is, I mean, somebody was having an interesting discussion about decriminalization of drugs and compared it to our restaurant. And he said, you know, when it's available in front of you, you won't do it. Well, thank you. It's so just, we... Yeah. We uh, would love to go. I mean, that is... Uh, yeah, we're running a little short on uh, time We would love here, to go. Seth, Thank I'm you sorry. for the invite. And for those, no problem. For, Next so, year. So for, for people who want to learn more about uh, this new London venture coming up, how would they find out about it? Where do they go website online? Website or, yeah. On the website, thebunyadi.com. And they can find out the new the new Bunyadi, Mark. Well, I mean, yeah, they can they can sign up to the mailing list and all the details. When we have more details, we'll send out. Nice. And I'm going to sign up later today because Seb, I want to be, uh, I want to great Liberated. gracious. I am graciously accepting your invitation, and I'm going to dra- I'm going to drag this curmudgeon of a feller along with me. All right, I'm in. I'm in. Hey, great. Seb, <laughs> thank thank you so much for thank for you. joining us uh, on the show today. Thank You're you, welcome. Seb. See you. All right. You've been listening to another exciting episode of The Wine Fellers, North Carolina's only fine wine radio program. And I've had such a great time today, Mark. Me too, Joe. But the good news is is that the fun can continue online. (laughs) You're absolutely right. Visit us online at thewinefellers.com where you can learn more about today's program and listen to previous shows. See you next week. Songs and melodies change and change and sway, but they still stay the same. The songs that we sung when the dark days come are the songs that we sung when we chased them away. If I ever found a pot of gold, I'd buy bottles untold of the nectar of the vines. Cause I'm gonna die with a twinkle in my eye. Cause I sang songs, spun stories, loved, laughed and drank wine. Tomorrow is another Run, 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 let's have some fun, 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 fun.
san 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 san